The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Chiefs Training Camp Report on Wednesday, August 17th. Day 16 of Chiefs training camp is in the books. It's the second to last practice of training camp in St. Joseph, Missouri. So I need to welcome in the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, the man who should probably demand a snow cone for all of his appearances on Cody and Gold, <laughs> Pete Sweeney. Big Sweeney, what's happening? That's right. They they get free snow cones. I don't I don't understand why, why they're the only people up here that get free snow cones. I feel like all, all the media should get them. Yeah, they're just giving the snow cones to the players, and that's fine. But, I mean, you're going on as much as all these Chiefs players are. I feel like you deserve a snow cone. Media are people, too. You know how <laughs> hunters are people, too? Media also. So, second to final practice in St. Joseph, Missouri, Pete. And the Chiefs have really managed to stay pretty healthy throughout the entirety of training camp, which is absolutely, absolutely what you want to see. But these last couple of days, uh, it seems like the injuries are catching up with them a little bit. No wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster today. Blake Bell still dealing with that injury he suffered in the preseason game. Uh, Jarek McKinnon also out with an injury. And then Chris Jones and McCole Hardman both left practice early today. Not good. Uh, there's no real other way to say it at, at this point. You sort of wondered if, if Juju in the knee was a precaution. But if it's a precaution, he's probably only missing the one day of practice and now that's two days in a row and we're talking about linemen you don't really ever want to hear that they have a back issue we know sometimes when linemen have back issues on either side of the ball they, they can linger McCole Hardman looked to be okay but they took him off the practice field as a precaution he looks to be in quite a bit of pain when he first did get the injury and you, you're you know you're, you're seeing the list grow a little bit here and the, and the problem isn't so much that you, you know you have the injuries because that's going to happen to any team, right? And like, you're not going to go through a whole football season without having injuries. They're part of the game. It's just a lot of these names are big names. And to have them all happening at the end of a camp, is, it's certainly something you don't want to see. You would think that this would be a, maybe a trend at the beginning of camp, but a little bit of a bad luck for the Chiefs in, in, the, in these recent days. Yeah, and of course there's going to be some panic on social media, as there always is. Um, you know, Chris Jones – it doesn't sound like it's anything super serious. You hope just, you know, some back tightness. And as you mentioned, defensive linemen, you can't play around with back injuries and tightness and stuff like that because of just the demanding nature of their position and the contact that comes with it. 
So you, you hope that Chris Jones will be fine by week one. The McCole Hardman injury is a little bit more worrisome because groin injuries are injuries that can linger. And, you know, you see he had to be carted up to the locker room and then everybody freaks out about that. But it doesn't sound like it was quite so serious, like McCole Hardman getting onto the cart. Like that's just kind of standard practice for a soft tissue ligament injury like that. Yeah, I, I tapped into Twitter on my phone after practice, and the, the panic is way too much. He, <laughs> he did walk off, and he did get evaluated in the tent, and they ultimately did decide him, decide to, to pull him from practice. But prior to him leaving, you could see that there was a smile on his face. He was dapping up Brett Beach, and, and it looked like he just had to go up for some precautionary testing, and it wasn't in the back of the cart. He just was basically getting a ride like anyone would. So, yeah, the – the panic that I saw coming off of the, the media when I tapped into Twitter and my phone, it, it's too much. I just don't think it's that serious of an injury. Yeah, it's again, it's groin injuries, hamstring injuries, like injuries of that nature. You just can't really take a risk on them because those are the types of injuries that could linger for an entire yeah. season. So you you, you think, err with caution. I think Mahol, or I'm sorry, I think McCole Hartman will probably miss a practice. Maybe you know, maybe they'll they'll hold him back from the game, but I don't think this is anything to worry about when it comes to him playing this season or anything like that. Yeah, and it's a contract year for him. Uh, I think a lot of us have high hopes for McCall Hardman this season, but maybe the injury that we should be talking about little a little bit more is Juju Smith Schuster, who's missing his second consecutive day of practice with a sore knee. And we talked about it yesterday, Pete. This is a guy that we were looking at like he is going to be the Chiefs' most reliable wide receiving option. And so the panic today on social media is around McCole Hardman, but maybe we should be emphasizing uh, a little bit more worry when it comes to Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, this is someone who has had knee issues in the past, and we just really don't know a lot about it. And I, I think what's a little bit more alarming about that one in particular is we didn't see an incident or anything happen. So it might have just woken up with some swelling which if he's had surgery on the knee before, you don't really necessarily want to see. And so I think you're right. I think that is the biggest concern. And based upon all the lists, uh, the listings today of injuries, it's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle, but I certainly agree with you. I think that's the one to monitor right now. And I want to mention Jarek McKinnon because I feel like he's been another one of those players who has kind of been lost in the training camp shuffle and you know, you get it. Clyde is going to be your number one running back. Isaiah Pacheco looks outstanding and he's competing to be that number two guy behind Clyde. But Jarek McKinnon's a guy that we saw in the season very strong last year, but he is a veteran running back who has dealt with a ton of injuries throughout his entire career. Now he's got this hamstring injury that pops up out of nowhere and you know, we didn't see him get utilized in any way during the preseason game. I would expect because he's such a veteran and because of the nature of his injury history, I, I'm starting to get a little bit worried about just the quiet nature and approach towards Jarek McKinnon. And now that he's dealing with this injury, it's I, I'm a little bit worried about his role moving into the season. Well, you're right. And 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 if McKinnon and his injury is is a big issue, then maybe Ronald Jones becomes a player that they could keep. We sort of wrote him off, but you can only write off a player like that if the rest of the room is healthy. And so I think McKinnon is another one to watch. Again, not not as serious an issue just because I, I think they have a deep room there and, and Juju's clearly the wide receiver one, but you, you you need McKinnon. I mean, he's part of that room. He's this pass-catching back. Even if 
Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie, becomes your your two back. You do want to have that change of pace guy, and, and McKinnon was so good at the end of last year. And you're right, it, it gets a little bit lost. So certainly another one to monitor behind Juju, uh, and really all these these injuries. I mean, you just think about the names: Chris Jones, Nicole Hardman, even Blake Bell. All these guys play a big role on this team. So we'll have to see what happens with this injury list in the coming days. Who plays on on Saturday against the Washington Commanders? Yeah, and make sure you're locked into arrowheadpride.com. Uh, we will have all the injury updates for you o- over there as we move towards the final day of Chiefs training camp in St. Joseph, Missouri. Okay, uh, we got the injuries out of the way. Let's talk about some of the positives from today's practice. And I'm bringing up defensive tackle Danny Shelton again because it seems like since he has been on the practice field, we know that he's just a massive body and that he can fit a role that the chiefs need along the interior of that defensive line. But it seems like he is making an impression every single day that he is out there on the field for the chiefs. He's a, he's a player to watch when he's performing at practice. I think all of our eyes have been on him. You wonder about his endurance. I mean, this is a big man, but I don't think the chiefs are necessarily going to use him on every single down. And I don't know. And watching him again, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said on the previous training camp report. I just, it's hard to believe that he was available, and you understand why there were four teams involved with Carolina, Vegas. He was between the Jaguars and the Chiefs and then ultimately chose the Chiefs, uh, thankfully choosing Andy Reid over Doug Peterson down in, in, in Jacksonville. But I, I'm almost ready to write him into this roster. When I do my, my 3.0, I, I think he's certainly making it, and I, I think that probably leaves Taylor Stallworth out just because Colin Saunders has looked very good there too. And then Derek Nottie's always Mr. Reliable, so – Pretty good defensive tackle room. Uh, of course, you got to see what happens with Chris Jones and this this sore back issue. But assuming Jones is okay, I, I think Stallworth, with the addition of Shelton, is on the outside looking in. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. And on, on another positive note, it, it does appear that Chiefs tight end Jody Fortson is back to full work in training camp now. And you know, we'll see if he actually gets some action this weekend against the Washington Commanders. But the fact that he's just back in practice, back in team drills, back in 11-on-11s catching passes is very positive for the Chiefs tight end. A little strange because before the injury, he had been working with the, the first team, and maybe it's just the Chiefs easing him back, but he was with the second and third teams, and specifically the, the third team quite a bit today. Again, I, I think they could just simply be working him back in, but I'm curious to see if he does play on Saturday, who he's playing with, because clear cut the number two or number three tight end prior to, to missing all that time. And now uh, it does seem like for whatever reason, he has been working with, with the third team quite a bit. You're going to get people going on the Noah gray hype train. Swain. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I have been saying it even when Fortson was healthy. I thought Noah gray looked to have a, a step up. He looked a little like a tick faster, a tick more explosive than last year. Uh, the, the good thing is the chiefs have, tight ends beyond Blake Bell now that he's been been dealing with this hip issue and and Noah Gray is one of them uh Jody Fortson is another and I really and it's a name that nobody really knows but I think Jordan Franks has had a really really nice training camp so it's a it's a deep tight end room so you're you're okay there yeah I I do think it's a position that uh Chiefs fans should pay close attention to uh during Saturday's preseason contest number two final thing for me Pete uh I want to talk about Rashad Fenton who 
you know, we heard him speak to the media yesterday and he reiterated multiple times. I'm a hundred percent. I'm good. Shoulders not bothering me anymore. I don't really want to talk about it again, uh, is kind of the vibe he was giving off during his media availability yesterday, but he did come at, come down with a pick today in practice. And, you know, for a guy that at one point, a couple of weeks ago, I was questioning whether or not he was even going to be ready for the start of the season. It's just good to see him back in there healthy, making plays, and seems like he is ready to be an impact player for that secondary. Yeah, I talked to Steve Spagnuolo yesterday, and this was you know, something I asked him, like simply, how's Rashad looking to you? And, and he said, shaking the rust off, and, and you saw a little bit of that. But I, I think the rust is coming off pretty quickly. He, he does seem to already be in midseason form, and I, I thought it was interesting that in the base look yesterday, it was Fenton and Sneed with McDuffie off the field. So I think that she's really eye him as the second cornerback behind Legarius Sneed. If Legarius Sneed is cornerback one on this team, and then McDuffie is, is someone that I think in the nickel package will come on as Sneed slides into the slot. McDuffie's also been working in the slot as well. But yeah, Rashad Fenton, he's not a, a big name per se, but I think he's really important to this, this club. And I, I like the cornerback room that they're they're developing. I think the real only question right now for me is who gets that that sixth spot. If you're really trying to evaluate the room, I I think you got the top three that we just talked about. I think you got Joshua Williams and then Jalen Watson. It's do they keep a DiCaprio Boodle who's been working in the slot with the the second team? Do they lead into a rookie like Nazi Johnson? Uh, I think there is a, a battle, and you can consider even Chris Lamonts in that mix. He, he, I had him in the back end of that room just because of special teams. But if one of these guys at the end shows it defensively and shows they can contribute on special teams, and maybe that, that sixth cornerback spot is, is one that that's up for grabs and, and winnable here uh, as training camp winds down in St. Joe. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see more work uh, from that cornerback group as we move towards the final practice in St. Joseph, Missouri tomorrow. He's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. Make sure you're checking out his daily training camp notebooks at arrowheadpride.com. If you want to listen to the Chiefs press conferences in their entirety, you can do so now. That is available for you on From the Podium at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network on Apple and Spotify. And again, we will talk to you guys tomorrow for day 17 of training camp, the final day in St. Joseph, Missouri.